Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Atlanta, what's going on? It is Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. man. Mike Bell, I'm not going to even lie to you. Before we even roll into anything, we talk about the Braves, Falcons camp starting this week. Damn, my body is sore, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what, sore. What happens when two large radio hosts who rarely, if ever, walk a golf course have to walk a golf course in 95-degree heat, and that golf course is the very hilly East Lake golf course? Man, we had a blast today. Thanks to everybody, uh, Dave and the gang out there at East Lake for bringing us out and all the other media as you're getting ready for the Tour Championship, which will be Labor Day weekend. But uh, it's it's always an honor to play East Lake, and I know some guys have, have done it through corporate stuff, or maybe you know somebody who's a member. Look at you, Mr. Big Shot. But Carl, I'm like you, man. I got I got enough CBD oil on here, man. I'm waiting for the state police to bust in on a drug raid. I came in and I was like, I need Motrin. I need a heating pad. And I'm going to need a hot shower. I'm like, oh, my God. And Michelle's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, we just walked. East Lake, and she's like, every weekend I hear you talking about these golfers, and you're talking bad about how they don't do this, how they're not clutch, and I'm like, okay, so I have a newfound respect, because here's the deal, Mike and I play golf all the time, you guys know that, if you follow us on social media, and we hope you do, the bottom line is, being in a cart for 18 is completely different than walking 18, or for that matter, Mike, walking for four days and hitting great shots and, and right. leading a tournament and then having the stones to win it. It's just a whole newfound respect. Now, I've walked other courses, but Mike said it. This East Lake is so hilly. It's so the mm. undulation on the course. Right. It, it worked me out today. I feel like I've been in a boxing match. <laughs> it's like when you walk well, again, it was 95 degrees. <laughs> I was I was talking to my caddy, Jeff, who's a great dude, by the way, and I was, I was literally, I was like, man, I go, man, I just – I don't, I know Rich, I should say, Richie and the other guys, but I was like, I, I don't want to drop dead. That would really look bad for the tournament. You know, media member passes out and dies on 18. But it was. We were, and we were struggling at the end. It's like, the table by the way, like, are you okay? By the way, and I'm struggling up the hill. I'm like, yeah, we'll make it. Guess whose drive we use on, uh, on number one? This guy, because Eugene faded, every day faded, everybody just died. Everybody died. But anyway, we had a lot of fun. We'll tell you more about it. And, again, it's going to be a great weekend for golf and all the college football and Labor Day. And it, as you guys who have been you know, been there, you know how cool it is. But it's just, as Carl said, if we sound – I don't know how the hell I'm going to give you five hours, man. <laughs> I came in and was like, an energy drink. I need everything. Hey, follow us. Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put em Up. See Dukes, the radio show. Dukes and Bell, 929. Follow this radio station, 929 The Game. <laughs> 
on the Twitter. And, of course, we are live on the Gram every day. It's all about the Gram. We're live on Twitch. Find us there. Subscribe to that exclusive content, guys. Lots to dive in today on a big Monday show. And it all starts and ends with the Braves. A lot of people right now, Mike, think by Thursday we're going to know what's going on with this Braves team, meaning we're in it mm-hmm. or out of it. Because if we don't win at least three or four, okay, because we've got four games, they got a doubleheader that starts tonight, we're in trouble. Guys, it, it, just to put it in plain and simple terms, if we get swept in this series, which we could by the Mets, anything right. can happen, you could be looking at nine or ten games out of first place, and all of a sudden all those dreams and hopes and desires might go right out of the window. Right. Uh, the, the Phillies, it's kind of what we've been doing all season long. Anytime we get to a game of 500, we seem to you know fall back. So, uh, And by the way, let's give a shout-out before I forget. Some of the good things. Uh, Tukey Toussaint. Tukey's second act has been really solid, man. That's two great outings. Uh, one, he was lucky enough to win because, you know, uh, Freddie went yard, but they just couldn't support him. Aaron Nola's been struggling of late, but Aaron Nola was dialed in. But uh, Tukey Toussaint, two great efforts uh, in his last two starts. Uh, it's just it's just more of the same, Carl. We just can't seem to get the clutch hitting and the combination of the pitching. And then, you know, the bullpen. I, real quick, I, I got notes. I, I put them on, you know, they're not notes. I just put stuff on Twitter so I can find it easily the next week, Carl. But just one quick, I, I noted this from one of the games earlier in the weekend. Paul Bird, because, uh, you know, Frenchie was off, so Paul yeah. Bird had the call along with uh, some of the other, the other dudes you don't normally hear. He had a great line. Uh, Newcomb came in. He goes, you know, Newcomb, he's got to, you know, get your head right. Trust your stuff. Attack the hitters. Which brings us up to something you and I talked about two weeks ago. Do the Braves need to really reevaluate their pitching coaches and their pitching staff? You know, I mean, they're, they're bullpen coaches. They're pitching with their minor league staff. How do these guys get to the where we are now? I mean, do we need to think about that? Because we heard for all these times, all these young arms, Carl, they accumulated over the years from Copalella to Alex Anthopoulos. And then why are these guys so, you know, herky-jerky when they get to the show here. Well, well, it's interesting you say this because I heard Tookie say this after the, the pitching outing that he had, and you're right, he was splendid. He made a mistake. Mistakes happen in a game. The problem is in pitching, okay, the great ones will tell you you want to limit your mistakes. Everybody makes them. Maddox, Smoltz, they all did. But if you limit your mistakes, you're going to have a good outing, and that's what happened with Tookie Tucson. But Tookie said – Mike, his mental has changed. And as much as we're talking about, and you're right, you know, the pitching coaches and you're evaluating everything that's going on and the the, the development of these guys. He said, and and these are his words, he said, I used to look at it differently. And he says, you know, basically I'm in the moment now. I'm not worried about, oh, I screwed up and now I got to do this or I'm overcompensating. It's each and every individual who mentally has to lock in, who has the stuff to get it done. Tookie has had the physical attributes but his mental hasn't been there so when he goes out and throws a career high seven innings everybody goes oh what happened nothing he's learning how to pitch this is what we said about freed and soroka so all these guys have to get in that mindset and until you do mike you know it's one of those things where you go back and forth you let the small things bother you and then all of a sudden you know what happens you're making not one but three or four mistakes in a game and then you run and as we like to say here now it truly is nut cutting time because it's the mets you know we got a double dip and then you got five games with these guys the trade deadline four o'clock on friday so what are we well we're four and six in our last 10 the mets are five and five the nats just got swept by the orioles so the phillies obviously feel like they're still in there 
You know, I mean, it's if you look at the wild card standings, you, nobody's even close to getting the wild card from our division. So you've got to win this division. But are you going to go and get the uh, the tools to do it? The great debate you and I've had for now what over a month. Some of the uh, Braves fans feel, look, you just see it week in, week out, night in, night out. This team just doesn't have it. And then you take away some of the, the hitting elements and the pitching woes we've already been dealing with. This team, why, why bother priming the pump, reloading the bullpen when you look at this team and you say they just don't have it? Okay. I don't know. Uh, I, now, I, don't know I don't agree with that, but I know that's out there. Well, listen, I think you still have to think about the nucleus of this team is good enough to get you to a World Series when healthy. The nucleus of this team is going to be back next season how do i make this team better going into next season even though we're not giving up and i think that's the message you have to send to the fans so even if they make a couple of moves that may not be significant to you or i or maybe some Braves fans who go who cares about that guy it's about building for the future jock peterson is not going anywhere he's under contract for next season you know the ozuna situation is not going to resolve itself in a pleasant way so now you have backup with a guy who can slide into your lineup. That's a good move. What else can we do to help ourselves to possibly get better for next year, Mike? That's how I would look at this. I wouldn't look at this as we're out of it, and now all of a sudden I'm selling all my pieces off. The one-year deal, guys, you're going you're gonna to reevaluate them anyway. The, the Charlie Mortons, if you want to you know, trade them, if you feel like you're nine games out, God forbid, by the end of the week, then yeah. You can look at that, but I don't think you just dismantle or, for that matter, don't look to add because I'm still thinking about next season. I don't think with Acuna healthy, Freddie getting his deal, let me say that again, Freddie getting his deal and bringing back guys on this pitching staff that you have confidence in that you say, we're going to be pretty good next year. We thought we were going to be pretty good this year. You have to account for the injuries. You just can't say, well, that doesn't matter. Just like with the Falcons when they had major injuries, it does matter. I'd love to see them add some some serious pitching if they can get it. Now, again, I, I, if you got a team that really needs a Charlie Morton, again, it, this this all is guys. The, the caveat on this is if we don't beat the Mets. Now, again, if we, right. if we split with the Mets or sorry, you know, way to split it. It's either three two or two three. You're you're still right where you are, which doesn't really reinforce the argument for doing anything because you're not not you're not really making any any ground. But then again, Carl, the Mets aren't blowing away anybody. They're not pulling away. The Mets have had their injury issues. They went and got Rich Hill from Tampa Bay. They're worried about Degrom now. They got all sorts of stuff going on. Stroman tonight by the way goes against Mueller but in the first game but it's just it's just one of those that it's in the eye of the beholder and it really is some folks are glass half full some guys say look without Ronald Acuna without Ozuna this year without Soroka this team can't win a World Series this team is mediocre to me and we are now at the end of July and I can say that I didn't know for sure as we started June then some things happen with the injuries and and we get here and now I can say we're a mediocre team because great teams would have already been over 500 for a lengthy amount of time already this season. And if you don't believe me, all you have to need, need to do is go look at the statistics. Go look at the stats of the standings of the teams who are top their divisions who have been 500 and have maintained. This is a bad division. This is what's so maddening. This division is a bad division that nobody is running away with it. And yet here we are, mediocre, mm. and yet we can't find our way to the top and stay there. So that's where we are right now. We're a mediocre team. Are we going to do anything to make us a, a dominant team between now and the end of the week? I don't believe that. But I do think that you can add some pieces to this team to start looking ahead for next season and maybe that some, some pieces that could help you this year. But, Mike, right now we're at the end of Ju July. Let's stop right. fooling ourselves. we got two more months. 
This is a mediocre baseball team. Yeah, and and I've tried to bang the drum for let's you know stay the course and see if we can get you know maybe we catch lightning in a bottle. It just doesn't look like it's going to happen. So, but there is one thing you can do, and sometimes and we've heard locker rooms or clubhouses get infused with energy when you make some moves and you get some new faces in there. But we need so many new things, Carl. I, I would need one starter and at least two bullpen pieces. Yeah, you know, right, right. So that's you know, and you're not and you're gonna you're, then you're gonna talk about giving up assets you don't want to give up. Look. I don't know what Christian Pache's career arc is going to be with the Braves. First chance, fail. All right? They're not defined by that. I mean, you know, Mickey Mantle famously didn't make it too good either. His number would have been number six if he'd stayed right the first time, right? Went down, came back, they gave him number seven. The rest is history, yada, yada. But I don't know what Waters is going to be. I, I like Contreras. I think Contreras has got some things he's got to clean up defensively. You know, we've talked about some of the pitching staff. I don't know, man. There's uh, Kyle Wright, adios. I, I've, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, Sean Newcomb, see ya. You know what I mean? There's guys out there that I would say I, I would definitely package, but I've got to get something in return. But they're not. They, but the thing is, Carl, teams don't want those guys. They want Charlie Morton. That's they're right. going to want, you know, as we said, Smiley. And they may want. Here's the thing: Would you part with Will Smith if a team's looking for a closer? I would give up Will Smith. I think so, we could find better in the offseason. So that's the question. If you have a plan this offseason, if Will Smith is a part of your bullpen moving forward, see, that's the move for Kimbrell. If you went and got Kimbrell, okay, and I know you're going, well, why would we do that? Again, to sure up your bullpen, but he's got another year on, on his contract. Going into next year, if you told me we had Green and Smith and Kimbrell to start next season, I'd feel pretty good about the bullpen, at least the back end. Right. You can figure out long relief and all that stuff as we get to spring training. But these are decisions that Alex Anthopoulos is going to have to make. It's Dukes and Bell. Jason Longshore is on the way. Atlanta United, they don't win again. And <laughs> brother, even, it's getting ugly. It's getting it, ugly, brother. It is. And, and even though they played better, um, the results are not there. And for me, I'm about results. I'm not about – you guys know this. We don't just hand things over to any of our teams. So they got to play better. Jason's on the way at about 40 after the hour. When we come back, we'll hit some headlines and tell you what else is going on in the world of sports. It's Dukes and Bell on a big Monday. And Bell, uh, we figured we'd drop some Kanye West in today since he's living in the A now. Uh, coming up, we're going to give you a chance to win some Rolling Stone tickets. You heard me. The No Filter 2021 North American Tour. And uh, the game welcomes AEG presents and Concert West presents. The Rolling Stones are back. The No Filter Tour, guys, returns to the uh, to the A November 11th at Mercedes-Benz Stadiums. Now, uh, tickets are on sale right now, but we're going to give you a chance to win tickets right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. So stay tuned throughout the afternoon. We'll give you that opportunity today. Uh, we're going to make it easy for you to, to call in and, and win these tickets because we want you to go. We want you to enjoy if you're a Stones fan. Mike, you've seen the Rolling Stones? Yeah, this will be my fifth show. Matter of fact, I went online last week and I got them. So now is a good time to win them from us because a lot of the good seats are gone. So mm. these are some good seats. I'm sitting, I'm basically sitting kind of front row. I got for the same tickets I got for the Falcons. So I'll be looking down on the stage. And, uh, again, guys, I mean, with all due respect to Mick and the guys, this is it, okay? This has got to be the final <laughs> tour. I agree. You know, and, I agree. I mean, Charlie Watts is 80, you know, my favorite drummer. But there's a, a Stones documentary a concert they did down in uh, in Cuba. When they opened that up, when it was open, you could go down. But that, that, that show was amazing. I can't wait to see it. My wife, I think she's seen him once. So, yeah, this will be my fifth show for the Stones. But we've got tickets for you. It's a busy week. I think uh, Metallica plays the previous week, and then the Stones are in uh, uh, to Mercedes-Benz. So it's going to be a monster couple of days there. Yeah, it, it, I've said this about these legendary groups, um, and, and there are very few now, right? I mean, when you start talking about – Groups that we'll be talking about in 20, 25 years, let alone 30 years from now. 
um, I'd like you to name those groups for me. And I'm not talking about, you know, mm. the boys' bands, okay? Right. Um, so it's it's unique to see these legendary groups. And you said it. I, I agree with you. I think this this is it. We've said that 10 years ago. This is the last <laughs> tour. And well, then they come back and they tour two years later. Mm-hmm. But touring, I think, keeps you young, man. You're on the go. You're on the road. And the energy of the crowd. But uh, if you've never seen them, this this probably will be your last time. Right. I mean, I remember I saw The Who in 1982. The Clash opened up. And that was the first of The Who's farewell tours. And that was 82, okay? And they were touring up until like last year wow. before COVID. But yeah, man, the Stones, as we said, I, if you're a fan, I mean, and this is one too, if you got kids, I mean, you can say you saw them. It, it really is going to be a blast. Looking forward to it. All right, guys, plenty to dive into here on the program. And I wasn't lying about the Kanye West thing. Uh, Mike and I alluded to this last week when he had the listening party. Right. I think 40,000 people showed up and then we find out he's been chilling at Mercedes Benz and he's not ready to release his album yet because, well, it's not tweaked to Kanye's standards. So either way, and then he was at Atlanta United game, but I, I just got to ask the brothers this because I don't know who else to ask. The brothers. What the hell is he wearing, Mike? What has he got on? Is, is that a stocking cap? What is that, What's up with the yeah. is that leather he's wearing? I what saw is he this. wearing? I, I, well, that's why I asked you what the hell was going on when he did his thing the other night. And uh, I know at Mercedes. Well, I didn't had, know he was going to wear it to Atlanta United. Had game. the whole field <laughs> all white for his concert. I mean, his, his listening thing. Kept everybody waiting for what, a couple hours, and he finally rolled in. But, hey, that's Kanye, man. He's kind of, you know, marching to the, the beat of his own drummer there. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yay, if you listen. I mean, look what at are the, you wearing? But, I mean, look at the weekend. The weekend went through that whole thing about the, you know, try, it, it was his attempt to poke fun at the. Uh, superficiality of Hollywood and makeovers, yeah. and nobody, and, but nobody knew what the freaking joke was. Although these guys were in bandages all the time, and then of course the halftime show at the Super Bowl. But yeah, Kanye, not sure what that's about, Carl. All right, well, I'm sure we'll find out when the album drops. All right, it's Dukes and Bell, uh, Chris behind the glass. Chris, you have a good weekend, by the way. You good? Except for being at Atlanta United and they lose again. Yeah, yeah it's ugly, man. I we're mean, there's no juice. There's just no juice, Carl. I mean. I know that you could say, hey, Columbus is a, we'll get into it, but Columbus is a prohibitive favorite and, you know, yada, 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 but it's just, you know, you just don't get the scoring. It's, you, you, you know, it's like you, you go to the hot dog stand and you get in the bun, there's no wiener, okay? Let alone the mustard. So, I mean, you're just not where's getting the meat. Where's, where's the, the meat? meat? Where's, where's the, the beef? Meat? As the old lady said on the Wendy's heads. It's just, I mean, and I like, I, I love the energy. I love having a good time there, but it's just not, it's just not, it's not, the, and by the way, it was supposed to be 70000 There's not even close. No, not stop, even close. Stop lying, as my friends say. Stop lying. Uh, but, you know, the thing is, did they play better? The answer is yes. But, but but we don't hand over W's because our teams played better. That's not how this operates. So we'll dive into that with Jason Longshore. More on the way. Bo Morgan, executive producing. Let's hit some headlines. Strap in, youngins. Hitting the headlines with Dukes and Bell. All right, big series tonight. Uh, doubleheader with the uh, with the Mets. We know two tonight, and then they play the rest of the week through Thursday. Uh, and, boy, I tell you what, to me, this is it. This is the make-or-break moment for the season. You could find yourself at the end of the week, not only in the hunt, Mike, maybe a game out. Which changes to me everything when you say, all right, what are we going to do at the trade deadline? Brian Snicker says, listen, we're trying to be patient with all these new pieces. You know what I've learned in this game? You just you, you have to have patience with players. And a lot of time we don't most of the time because you just never know when talented guys might figure things out. And it looks like the, the Tukey's start, maybe starting to get some figure things out. He should be very confident in what he's doing, that's for sure, because it's been really, really good. Well, we've always said he's got the stuff. I mean, that's the thing. That's why it's so frustrating. Glavin talks about it. I heard uh, our buddy Paul Bird talking about it, uh, filling in for Frenchie, saying, look, these guys have all got the stuff, but it's a matter of what's going on between the ears. 
And Tukey, I think the second act, I'm loving what I'm seeing. If he can sustain this, and now we got a guy who can be in the rotation next year. This is good. It, it is good. And, and remember, you know, Saturday night, uh, the Braves murdered the Phillies. They scored, you know, 15 runs or whatever, and then you come back, and, you know, you're going, okay, can we get that kind of offense right. when Tukey started? And, and we didn't. I mean, you talk about a game where the pitching staff was just on point, not just Tukey. Even the bullpen, the guys that came in, and you lose 2-1. Those are the ones you go, <sighs> one-run games in Major League Baseball, man. We talk right. about it all the time, and, and so we'll see what they well, do Tukey, tonight. Well, Tukey made one mistake, and then Martin made a mistake. You know, both That's home right. runs, and that was it. Rob uh, Valentino, uh, he is the interim manager for Atlanta United. Mike Joseph did play. Here's our, our manager talking about it. You're silly if, uh, if you want to make plans, right, in this game and, and, in, and probably in life in general. Um, Mom always says if you want to make God laugh, make plans. So uh, God was laughing tonight. But he, uh, I was checking on him. We were the medical staff, making sure he feel good. Um, and then later towards the, the second part of the second half, he kind of came over to get some water, and I, I just wanted to check on him because I thought, there, I thought he had something. He still had something to give us. He always says he's dangerous, and I thought there was a goal in there for him. Just checked on how he's feeling, and he told me I'm not coming out of this game. Which is great. I mean, and Joseph, you know, needs to, you know, be in there as much as he can, regardless of uh, what he's been dealing with. I know he had now dealt with COVID and all that. He would not have been offered water if he told our former manager <laughs> that. <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, if our if Gabriel Hensley was out with us at Eastlake today, we'd both be dead right now. <laughs> Drop dead. But... <laughs> Water. I'm not coming out of the game. No water for coach, you. Coach, can I get some water? We've been walking like five holes now. No water for you. <laughs> but uh, we lose one nothing to Columbus. They're a really good team. They're the defending champs. Um, as we said, Joseph, when they announced it, the crowd went bananas. But and, and we look, we, we had some opportunities. They had some opportunities. It's just, uh, it's missing something. You know, and we talked no, a no, lot. No, no, no. You know what is missing? Scoring! The finish. Yeah. I mean, so when you go, so, I mean, why why were we able to turn a lot of Atlanta who wasn't soccer fans onto you know I got to get tickets for this you know in, in seventeen and eighteen because it was fun and exciting now it's not fun and exciting and if you know, you know if you're a soccer head you've been playing soccer since you were five which that's great but for guys like me that are a blow into soccer I only became a fan about you know, two thousand seven I know what I like and the aesthetics are a part of it and it just it's not happening so. And, and Carl, remember we always we heard well Brooks Lennon he'll be better than Julian Gressel he hasn't been. I mean, well, then, then figure out to do what Julian Gressel did. Put the ball on Joseph's foot in front of the net, okay? We can score some freaking goals here. Headlines brought to you by ATL Live Well. Low testosterone doesn't have to keep you down. They can help, guys. Call ATL Live Well today. Don't just live, live well. And by the way, I'm not pick, picking on Brooks Lennon. All these guys can yeah. play better, okay? But at the end of the day, the game is about scoring goals, and we're just not scoring hey, goals. 14 you, and 15 matches is not enough. And Jurgen Dow is supposed to be the, you know, if he, they subbed him in, right? He's supposed to be so fast. I'm looking right at it. He got dispossessed twice right in front of me. Like, he's doing this whole, like, you know, the funky chicken with the ball. And the guy goes, I'll just take it from here. So, I mean, that, that's disconcerting as well. Hey, um, we're going to dive deeper into this a little bit later on. But here they come. And, of course, I'm talking about Texas and Oklahoma. If you did not hear today, this is the first real step for them to take as far as leaving the conference. And that would be the Big 12. And what that means is they have basically told the Big 12, um, we are not renewing our media rights with you guys. Okay, so what's next? There are mm. steps that have to be taken properly for you to leave without extra penalties and have to pay all these extra fees. Now, if they leave early, they're going to have to pay anyway, but this is like the official first step. It's almost like you're getting a divorce and you've been served with papers. Well, here we go. So right. that's it. 
So basically not renewing the meteorites, which would go, that was uh, 2025. That's when it's going to expire. So I'm sure they'll work out some formula. But, I mean, I mean look, the Big 12 is going to try to get some coin out of these guys. They're not going to walk away for nothing. Absolutely. But, I mean, the Big 12, as we said, it's dead in the water after this. I mean, it's kind of, you know, been on a slow burn with only 10 teams to start. So, you know, I, saw, I read an article today that West Virginia is looking for anybody and anyone to take them in right now. Yeah, because everybody now is scrambling. Um, and I say everybody else is scrambling, right? Oklahoma State, Baylor, right. uh, you know, TCU, all, they're, they're all scrambling from the standpoint of where are we going to land? What's the best situation for us? Uh, because we know this is this is going to happen. It may not happen immediately, but if we sit around and don't have a plan, we're going to get caught with our pants down. And I think a lot of these schools already did. No one really expected this to be going on behind the scenes for the last six months. It's Dukes and Bell. It's our headline segment. Let's hear from Drew Holiday, Mike, because Team USA lost to France yesterday. I mean, you know, I think it's a group effort. You know, you you always got somebody like Kevin Durant and, and Draymond Green who I've been in this position before. I've been to the, I mean, the finals plenty of times and uh, been in situations like this. So, but we, we also have a team who's been through a lot of adversity. And I feel like we all kind of feel the disappointment and, and we all want to get back out there and, and play and prove ourselves and prove how good of a team we could be. So is this us not just being good? Is this us not having a chance of these guys to work together? Because a lot of these guys, again, Holly just got out of the NBA Finals. They've right. been playing with these guys. Or is it simply that everybody else is finally catching up and we just need to own that? It's it's a really good NBA squad. I mean, look, you got Durant. I, I credit Durant for, you know, doing all the things that he's doing, despite you know, a lot of guys in Durant's situation would have probably tapped out, you know, after the, some of the injuries and things with Brooklyn. But it's just it's not an elite uh, elite squad. Although I don't look, I, I know Pop. You covered Pop for many years. I'm over Pop and his grumpiness and his attitude and all that. It's fun when you're winning. When you're not, you're just an old tired act, you know. And, and his routine trying to explain. We just lost to France. Okay, we, I mean it's one thing you want to lose to some of the, the elite elite squads in Eastern Europe, you know. I mean, we've talked about Spain and Argentina and the other ones, but to France? France, I mean that's. I mean don't get me wrong. I mean it's just France in basketball. I know. France in soccer, sure. France in basketball, no. No, that's what I said. Yesterday I was talking about this on the national show. I said, who's playing? Tony Parker? (laughs) Who's France have that you know right now that you're going, man, they're going to dominate us. I agree with you. And and the deal, Pop, pop, you know what it is, Mike? He's ornery in his old age where he's won championships. He's got the Belichick thing. I can do and say pretty much anything I want because I have chips and I'm considered one of the all-time greats, which he is. Mm-hmm. But this whole notion that they're just going to come together and now run through right. everybody, you got to show me. Strange NBA season. It's continued now, I think, into the basketball world. And, you know, I mean, Evan, Carl, Evan Fournier we're talking about here, Carl. This is Evan Fournier leading France. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frenchie. Oh, 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 Lieutenant Steve. Oh, 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 oh. All right, medal count. It came from China. They've got 18. <laughs> USA with 14. Japan with 13. So we got we got more gold. Uh, Japan's got eight golds. We got seven. China has six right. golds. It's Dukes and Bell. Uh, we're playing Kanye today because he's living in the A. He's uh, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Kanye, what are you wearing? Somebody tell he, us. It looks like he's going to knock off a liquor store. He's wearing a, <laughs> he's wearing a, seat, like he's wearing a nylon thing over his face. And what the, the hell? Way, we know what you look like. Take the cap off, bro. We know what you that, look what's like. What's he doing? Who, I don't but know. But who is the guy? Who's the stylist? You know what? That looks really good. Wear like a ski, you know, wear like a stocking over your face and you're going to knock off a liquor store. That's a good look tonight <laughs> at a soccer. And wear a down jacket because it's 95 degrees out. Bro, it's too damn hot out here to be playing like this. I just told you I almost died today. What are you doing, yay? <laughs> Jason Longshore is on the way. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast It is Dukes and Bell on a Monday. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, we're going to talk some college football coming up a little bit later on. Bruce Feldman's going to stop by uh, in the 4 o'clock hour. Not only talking about uh, what we now know about Texas and Oklahoma, which is the big college story right now, but also as we get camp started and all this NIL stuff that's mm-hmm. out there. So we got a lot to talk oh, with him and, about. And, uh, yeah, he's got an article out there just can't dropped about uh, – how do guys like? Remember, you know the great debate we had when he came out of uh, a college, Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, how he's so inaccurate at Wyoming, and how how did this guy transform himself to be a runner-up in the MVP? Well, there's uh, it's Carson Palmer's brother. He's got like this quarterback camp that they use all this high-tech stuff, and Joe Burrow's going, and all these other guys. And so basically, it's like, I mean, breaking it down to the like the the milliseconds of release points and everything else, and that's part of the reason why this guy's gotten so much better since he got to the Bills. Well, he is certainly going to be. Uh, his Bills are the team in the in the East right now, uh, AFC East. And then you talk about um, he's probably going to be in the MVP conversation, Mike. I mean, yeah, last year he was in there last year, yeah. So I'm guessing, you know, if he can continue to build on it. But we got a lot to get into with Bruce Feldman at four o'clock right now. Let's talk to our man Jason Longshore, who joins us on the WaitForIt.com hotline. And, and Jason, I want to set the the tone straight or the record straight straight here about the tone. 
Um, I, I know you get this because, you know, you'd call these games and you know a lot more about soccer than, than I ever will. And so I hear you getting and fielding all these questions. And sometimes people take that out on you. You know, it's like, why are they playing like this? Mm. Um, so I want to be straight and say we're not taking anything out on Jason Longshore. Jason is here to help us with our coverage of Atlanta United. He's helped to uh, help us expand our knowledge. But I will say that's what I'm getting from Atlanta United fans. And I know you've heard it. So what's going on with this team? I wish it was that easy to say, oh, snap your fingers, fix this, and everything's good. Ultimately, it comes down to scoring goals, and they're not. And in three games where they've created lots of chances, where they've had lots of shots, where they've had lots of shots on goal, one goal out of three, you've only conceded three, but you've lost two of those because you've only scored one goal. Ultimately, no matter what else, it comes down to scoring goals, and that has not happened consistently this year. I know that we, uh, we had Moreno basically at point-blank range, and the uh, Avery really didn't have room to react because the goalkeeper was right on top of him. But, I mean, it's the, 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 gr- the really good opportunities just seem to be few and far between. I don't even know if that's the case anymore, Mike, especially in these last couple of games because, I mean, if you want to go into XG and expected goals and you can look at different you know, measurements of it, I think even that issue with the quality of chances is few and far between. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think these last couple of games, the team has produced quality chances and produced a good number of them. It's frustrating because they're not finding the back of the net. Um, I expected more touches for Joseph Martinez in the 18th in this last match, for example. He was playing. And he ultimately real, uh, had hey, two on the top of the eighteen, and then three inside the eighteen. I'm sorry to cut you off. Beating somebody like that. Go ahead. Sorry. I, no, I was going to ask as well while you're talking about Joseph. Why was he so far out away from the net? Is that because that was something we didn't like when Hansay came in? But it seemed like we're, we're, the, the interim manager is using the same tactics. Is that accurate? Well, I mean, you're, you're only so limited in how much you can do when Rob Valentino had one full training session on the Monday before the Cincinnati game. Tuesday's day before the game and you're traveling. Wednesday you play. Thursday you're recovering. Friday, day before the game. Saturday you're playing. This week will be interesting because Rob Valentino, the interim manager, has today. He has Tuesday. He has Wednesday to prepare for a Friday game. The Thursday session will be set pieces. It'll be a lighter session. But he's got three days to really work on a few things. It's fine if your striker drops into the midfield to help build up the play. That, that's ultimately encouraged anywhere okay. you know, with, with a lot of strikers who play in this way that Joseph Martinez does. The problem is he's not arriving on time for the crosses. The crosses aren't finding him. That part is the disconnect. I, I don't have a problem with him dropping into the midfield, and he's creating chances, and that's a nice bonus. But he's not getting on the end of things like you need him to. Jason Longshore is our guest, and certainly you know his voice from doing Atlanta United games and Atlanta United Falls over the weekend to, I think, a better team uh, in Columbus. Uh, when you watch them, uh, where, where do you put them as, as far as the rankings of teams that we've seen this year, and, and do you think they're one of the best teams in, in MLS? I do. I just uh, People went into this match going, well, it's going to be hard to beat them, and then you know we had our chances, all those shots on goal, but at the end of the day, I, I think they're a better club. I'm just curious to know what you think. Yeah, I think there's three, four in the East maybe. And, and the East behind New England is a little bit of a gaggle at the moment. Nashville has really shown a lot this year. They've shown more of an attack. They've sacrificed a little bit of their defensive stance to get there. But they're in second place right now. Orlando, That's outside a surprise of their 5-0 loss on the weekend at Yankee Nashville? Stadium. 
Nashville's a surprise, though, right? I mean, we didn't expect that. Uh, I did, to, okay. be, to be perfectly honest. I thought okay. Nashville was good last year, and I think they've gotten better. Uh, I think what they're doing is really impressive because they built from the back to the front. Mm-hmm. And now that they've added Ake Loba, who hasn't really factored in for them yet in the attack, they've been scoring goals this year. They've conceded more than they're used to. But Nashville's a really good side, and they've got a really good spine of that team from the back line, the center back, to the goalkeeper, the holding midfield. When they get goals on top of that, they're a tough team to beat. So Friday night, uh, we'll be uh, down in Orlando. And uh, as you said, Orlando, they've, you know, they've obviously, and it's funny, we talked to Alexi Lalas last week, and he said, yeah, when we come on like a house of fire and win a championship in our second year, everybody loves to see us kind of take our shots and, uh, and struggle right now. I mean, when we get our guys back, because, you know, Zardis wasn't out there, obviously, for Columbus, and he's always a guy that gives us some trouble, but we, we get everybody back. When, is this, when, when do we get everybody back? How much longer do I have to go without Bellow and without Miles and everybody? Well, the U.S. won last night in the Gold Cup quarterfinals, so they have a semifinal on Thursday against Qatar. So if they lose that or win that, you're not going to have guys for Friday. It'll be the following week. The Wednesday game in Montreal is where you would expect to see Miles Robinson, Brad Kazan, George Bello back. Ezekiel Barco will be later. The Olympics end a little bit later. They're going into game three of the group stage where they might get eliminated in the group stage. They had a surprising loss in game one. So keep an eye on that. He could be back a little bit sooner than anyone expected. But for the U.S. guys, it's not going to be until the Montreal game at the earliest. All right. So uh, what can our new manager do as far as the rotation, the starting 11, based on us being shorthanded? Because this is the other question I've been asked. You know, what, what other options does he have? with rolling guys out there and attempting to try some different things, Jason, in your opinion? It's limited at the moment, but people are getting healthy, and that is helping provide some possibilities. Uh, Mateo Sosetu, I thought, came on and did well in his minutes, and we hadn't seen him in a while. Jurgen Dom came in late. He can give you an option, at least off the bench for a little while here. Jake Mulraney's injury is a question mark. Macho mm. Chol continues to develop uh, i hope to see him continue to develop confidence in the final third i'd like to see him run at players a little bit more i think he's got that in him crash the the back post a little bit more i, I think the the things that are going to change the most are going to be some of the approaches in the final third I, i'd love to see more of what we saw in cincinnati where it was a lot of play centrally a lot of play through combinations at the top of the 18 and joseph martinez was a huge part of that when he came on in cincinnati and and really focusing central to open up the wings more. We know the ability of Brooks Lennon to put in crosses. We know the ability of Ronald Hernandez now, it's shown really well on the left side, of putting in crosses. That part's great. Those are lower percentage. Would love to see more combinations through the middle of the park and hope to see Marcelino Moreno on the ball more in dangerous spots. I think his last two games have been very, very good. He can break a team open with his pace and his dribbling ability. If you can get him more opportunities like that to combine with somebody and make it a 2v1 rather a 1v1, you like your chances. I know that uh, we're looking forward to, uh, and not looking forward to playing them, but we got Orlando, but it just seems like the old Atlanta United or whatever, we, whatever even a 19 version with DeBoer against a team like Cincinnati. And we talked to, and then there were some scoring opportunities, obviously, in that game, too. But that's a, that's a bad defense. We actually, you know, it just when will we get this thing on track? When is it going to take? Is it going to take everybody having enough fuel? Because my point, Jason, is by the time we get rolling, are we going to have enough season left to make a run for the playoffs to qualify? Well, everybody's on the same That's page. That's the question. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the biggest question is, you know, you do have over half the season left, but every game ticks that number down a little bit. And it just comes down to, I mean, even with everybody coming back, Mike, for me, that's not even the issue at this point. It's literally just scoring goals. And it's getting the first goal more than anything. It's getting a first half goal to where teams can't do what Cincinnati and Columbus did, which is sit back and defend and, and then look to counter. You know, Columbus came in with a game plan that was very, very simple. It was, we don't think you can score on us. We're going to sit back, and we'll try to pick you apart on the break. But ultimately, we think you're going to run into a brick wall. The chances were there, but no goals to show for it. Columbus gets one on a set piece, ball game. Get a first-half goal. Make teams have to come out and play a little bit. That'll give Atlanta more opportunity to, to play in space, which they haven't had much of over these last few weeks. It's a great point, Jason. And, and I just I go back to our championship run. We got on top of people early and often. Mm-hmm. And we put pressure on people. And, and it's a great point because that is something that we have not done enough of this particular season. But you're right. And, and in many cases, we might be up 2-0. And all of a sudden, they're pressing and trying to do things that they're not normally used to doing. Jason, we appreciate the time as always, man. Keep up the great work. Don't take it personal. People are just frustrated. Yeah, and, and I again, know Jason, that's what's going yeah, on. And again, I, I think I, sitting where I sit, Jason, and my, my guys and my stand, it's just it's, it's a lot of new faces. So I think what is what we just talked about, it's going to take a while to get everybody here, but is when do we run out of season? And then what are we going to do with this direction? We'll talk more about that next week. And who is our new coach going to be? And is he going to be a guy with MLS experience? Are we going to roll the dice international? It just seems like there's so there's too many question marks. I guess that's where we're coming from, where I'm sitting in 208, Jason. Yeah, there's a lot of questions right now. And <laughs> got to pick up some wins. And these next four games are tough. They are. Brother, thank you again. Follow him on Twitter at Longshoe. That is Jason Longshore. Coming up. Don't we'll pick into, on Jason. We'll get into an NFL blitz. Here's the other thing, though, Mike. Um, we wanted, and I'm saying collectively from the from the fan base, we wanted, we thought we wanted the type of coach that Gabby was. Right. We didn't. I'm going to sit back this time and see what they do. Because what we thought was going to work didn't work. So right. let them figure it out. I and, mean, honestly. And, and by the way, and, and I apologize if I sound like I'm like, you know, sort of like a, a crybaby fan now. It's just when you get so spoiled with such a fun style of soccer. And now well, time after time I go to Mercedes-Benz and I leave and I'm like, well, that just, you know, the good news is it's only taken two and a half hours. But it's, it's just, it's just you're not getting the bang for your buck that we got that we love so much. That's, yeah. I mean, that's it. Well, for me, I'm just not going to give them any breaks. I don't give the Falcons breaks. I don't give the Braves or right. Atlanta Hawks breaks. I'm not giving them any breaks. Uh, I get it. We changed managers. It was a mess and a blank show. Fix it. Let's score goals. Let's become competitive. We're good enough to do that. NFL Blitz is on the way. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.